Trying to decide whether that new game is worth your $60? Or maybe you're just wondering if an old game is worth your time. Well, you came to the right place. This is the only podcast that tries to answer the question. Should I buy it, though? Hey, everyone. Welcome back to Should I Buy It, Though? I'm scared again. No, I'm not that scared this time. Uh, my name is Nicholas Palazzo, and I'm recovering. Recovering from uh, simping way too hard on on Tall Vampire Lady. And that is not just a bit, I can confirm. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It's just us today. Yeah. The John and Palazzo Show. Yeah. What's up? How you this feeling? Nice. I hate those other guys. I know. We finally killed. I mean, um, uh, we uh, the company paid for their trip. Locked them in the. I mean, yeah, mm-hmm. paid paid for them to to stay away. Oh, they're they're paying all right. <laughs> <laughs> and this week we <laughs> are talking about Resident Evil Eight Village. Unfortunately, Village. Amanda and TJ could not join us. Um, and for context, I didn't play it, <laughs> so. I am the only one that played it. I have the the ultimate power in this episode. It's fate rests in my hands, and I played but it on I the PS5. But I still get a vote. <gasps> uh oh. Um, <laughs> but it's a friendly vote this time. I'm <gasps> I'm voting. We'll see. Okay. Mine might not be. Stay tuned. Oh, oh. drama! Oh. Wow, we're we're so good at podcasting, Nick. Um, we are. <laughs> For those of you who may not be aware, Resident Evil is one of the premier uh, horror video game series. It is one of uh, Palazzo's favorite game series. Mm-hmm. And uh, Resident Evil 8 Village is the new one that just dropped in which uh, you're basically picking up from Resident Evil 7 as Ethan Winters uh, a few years later. <laughs> Very traumatic opening. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you are now living in... Does it tell you exactly where it is? Or is it just like Europe? Europe? Yeah. It's always just vaguely Europe. Okay. <laughs> the country of Europe. Europe mm-hmm. town. <laughs> and yeah, the new setting, new villains, new gameplay. Um, anything else they should know off the bat? Uh, no, not that I'm aware of you. I think you covered it pretty nicely. Yeah, so I watched a good bit of your stream. Um, you, you did a couple. For those of you who don't know, we've been streaming a lot over on Twitch.tv slash Whimsic Productions. Um, but Palazzo did some lovely streams for most of the game, and I tuned into quite a few of those. So, the whole game. Stream the whole game. It's all there. Yeah. Well, 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 I did a couple side questing off screen. It wasn't too bad. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, but yes, uh, yeah, lovely streams, wonderful people hanging out. And uh, I think I got a an okay feel for the game. So I'll be here to kind of ask some questions. But it's, it's all you, baby. Take it away. Hell yeah. All right. Resident Evil Village. Here we go. So I kind of want to start with... Uh, Something very, very positive, which is how the game looks. Uh, This is one of the best-looking games I've ever played. Uh, Still uses the RE engine, um, and I think especially on the PS5, which is what I played it on, it looks especially good. And I've seen some PC footage here and there. Uh, Beautiful-looking game. It's got that ray tracing. Ray tracing, sorry. Uh, A lot of cool fog effects, light bleeding through the trees. Um, I really like that as the game like progresses it doesn't just stay like you're in the nighttime for a bunch of hours or 
you're in the daytime. Like it, it progresses through the day. You start like in the dead of night and then you go into early morning to midday to I think by the end of the game, it's like afternoon and back to night. So I thought that was really cool and seeing the environment that, change. Yeah, that is like a set thing, though, right? Like if I stay in one place for a few hours, day isn't going to change, right? No, no, no. Yeah, the game okay, has okay. to progress and then the the time and, and uh, cool, lighting progresses. Yeah. Nice. Um, and yeah, just. They, they really continued the trend from RE7 of really having a bunch of tiny little cool details that builds the world. Uh, very different from the Baker House, which is a dilapidated, gross-looking Texas Chainsaw kind of style house. Mm-hmm. This is all gothic horror, so you got castles and uh, rustic villages, right? Um, different things like that. But the, the style that they go with here is still very, very well done, like very yeah. impressive. Yeah, I, I thought the from what I saw on your streams, I really liked the new setting as opposed to, you know, what I played of, of seven. Um, just more appealing to me. I, I thought there were some it, it was just nice. It was it was very nice architecture. To me, that was more inviting, at least as a spectator, of like um exploration almost, uh, than the house. Just my personal taste. I don't know, having like the castles and the bigger, more open areas and all of that seemed uh Seemed like it was a really cool addition to the game. Well, it was more interesting for sure. And mm-hmm. uh, I really want to compliment the variety of this game. Just how many different uh, pieces of scenery and set pieces there are. We'll get to this in gameplay, but uh, each zone and each of the main villains has their own little like gimmick and setting. Mm-hmm. And I, I think the variation there was very, very nice, um, especially in the look. So, like, the inside of Lady D's castle is vastly different from what the outside looks like in the village. And I think uh, it's all very well done. The game continues its trend from RE7 as well with, like, the fantastic audio design. Hearing little creaks and little little shouts and uh, werewolf growls in the distance, right? Um, there's one part where you're walking down like a road and you hear a massive growl come off from the from the right in the distance and you could keep going through your objective off to the left but you could also go veer off right and see what that noise was and go try to fight whatever that may or may not be so just the audio design is is extremely well done all the technical elements i think are a plus for this game 100 percent. nice yeah um i mean i don't have much to comment on there other than yeah, it, it definitely looked nice uh, on on stream, and I'm glad to hear that the sound design has continued because I think that was so excellent uh, for Resident Evil Seven, and of course, uh, I fits the genre very well. Having good sound design in horror, I think, is important. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm glad to hear it continue to live up to those expectations. Did it feel dated at all? You like using the same engine? Because I know. It hasn't been that long, but it's been a few years. So, like, did it feel updated enough, or did it just feel like a a nice continuation of, of well, what it was before? Since RE Seven, where they started the RE engine, that's been the same engine they've used for pretty much all of their games. Gotcha. So, RE Seven, Monster Hunter used it, Monster Hunter Rise, Devil uh-huh. May Cry Five, RE Two Remake, and then now RE Eight. Um, 
the answer to your question, no, it hasn't felt repetitive because since then it has been a constant progression and upgrade from game to game to game. Nice. So it's always been a fresh experience each time I go back to it. I will say, though, and you mentioned this, I think, on stream, the facial animations yeah. are surprisingly a little wonky for a couple characters. Not all of them, just a couple. Because in Devil May Cry 5, I thought the facial animations there were excellent. And now this is a couple years after that, and it seems like a slight downgrade there. But it, it wasn't for all the characters; just a couple I noticed. Like yeah, Mia I was, was like, very I'm sorry, weird. But your wife is ugly, man. She was very ugly. <laughs> Our baby was uglier too. The but, baby was ugly too. Anyway. I guess. Hey, listen. Have you seen um, on Twitter the uh, the the face reveal for Ethan? Okay, that I think that's a rumor. I don't know if that's true because in the game. In well, one of the threads, I saw a screenshot that's actually from Resident Evil 7 where you can see him very briefly in, like, I think it's a reflection or something, and he does have that same face. It's what? It's never, like, shown like that. Okay, if that's Ethan's face, I quit because it looks... <laughs> he looks like he's five. It's like yeah. the, the Peter Parker face in uh, Miles Morales uh-huh, now that they uh-huh. changed it. It looks like that. It's weird. Uh, my anyway. favorite joke, and I don't know if you know who this is, but my favorite joke was that it looks like a uh, Resident Evil gave Griffin McElroy a gun. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> this is a quick sidebar, but the marketing of this game is like ten out of ten. All the Twitter stuff that's been going on with this, people bashing on Ethan and Lady D, of course, tall lady getting her spotlight for the past six months. <laughs> you creep. <laughs> yeah, and and this game also sold a uh, three million copies in its opening weekend, so it's doing very wow. well. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> back to the review, everyone. Yeah, so, uh, uh, do you think I should go into story or gameplay? Um, I kind of want to hear gameplay. I'm curious to hear if, especially on the PS5, did they do anything new, like, tech-wise that is fun? Because that, to me, is, um, I, I always prefer PC. And not even because of visuals, I just prefer the control scheme, but something I've really liked about playing games on PlayStation is when developers kind of use the hardware to their advantage, and like, with the PS5 controller, they have a whole bunch of stuff at their disposal. Did they do anything cool there? Right, so yeah, before I get into the meat of the gameplay, they do just do some, uh, a couple things cool with the PS5 controller, uh, particularly with the adaptive triggers, not so much with haptic feedback stuff, Mm -hmm. but, um, yeah, guns have a kick to them and they feel really really oh. good uh when you, especially with the shotgun different guns you have to press even harder depending on their size and their kick wow. so you have to press like really hard down on the r2 button to get the shotgun to go which in tense situations could be slightly annoying because it's like come on go fire um but it once that thing goes it's like oh i just shot a shotgun right you can I'm sorry really but that, feel like it. that's just so cool to me it's wow. amazing in the pistol yeah. you don't have to press down as hard because it's just a pistol yeah, yeah, yeah. so they play with with that uh concept there and i i find that i i love what they're doing with the ps5 controller um have you found any other games that do that or returnal unique returnal, returnal absolutely Not, this isn't a review for that game but real quick <laughs> you hold uh l2 down halfway to aim and l2 yeah. down all the way to use your special attack in that game and it's very Ooh. very cool uh, so in that sense, yeah, it's very fun. It's it's a it's a nice little little addition for the PS5 version. I mean, still, I guess played on PC because it probably looks better there. But um, I had a lot of fun on the PS5 using that. That's very interesting. I haven't. Uh, Palazzo knows my my great shame, but I haven't been able to get my hands on a PS5. I did, and I hesitated, and then it was gone. Shouldn't have hesitated. Um, 
Apparently now they won't be in me... stock till 2022. So I know. I, I well, not. I think they'll be in stock, but there's going to be shortages. Anyways, sure, this is going to okay. be very dated eventually. Right. Um. But now it actually has to be really interesting to get my hands on it because, like, if that controller experience is that good, I could see that being like a um a point that like for people like me who traditionally prefer PC. If it adds enough to the experience, it might be reason to play like a number of games on the PlayStation over the PC. Just the two, the two degree. big ones that is a showcase for it are Astro's Playroom, which comes free with the system, mm-hmm. life changing experience, and then Returnal is the only other one that I think I'm like, whoa, this is like a different way of playing video games. This game, it's very nice. I love the kick to the shotgun, but I'm like, mm-hmm. you know, I would have been fine without it as well. Oh, yeah. It's not a, a game changer or anything, but very cool. yeah, it, it was. Anyways. Nice. Yeah, so let's let's talk gameplay for a bit. Oh boy. Um so this game is sort of like if RE7 and RE4 had a baby. It's RE7 in its framework in that it's mm. still a first person shooter. Um Ethan still moves at the speed of a tortoise for the most part. He's a little faster mm-hmm. in this game, but... He's very slow. I tuned in, like, randomly at one point. You're walking down the hallway, and yeah. I was like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. I was like, come on, Ethan. Move with a purpose here. He, he He's slightly faster, but not by much. And um, so the, the framework of it is still RE7 and how it controls and moves, but there's a lot of elements here and there, a lot of fluff that comes from RE4 in that... It seems like they're going more in the action direction, just like RE4 did compared to the first three games. So uh, you're finding ammo everywhere. Enemies are bullet sponges, and I don't mean that in a good way. They took, at least in normal mode, which is shocking, a few too many bullets to the point where they could be annoying. Um, And uh, other RE4 elements, too, with uh, the amount of camp that's found in both the story and gameplay finding little collectibles or hidden shiny objects that you could sell to a merchant to get uh, weapon upgrades, to get more ammo, to get healing items. So this is a very video game-ass video game, right? And they're not trying to hide away from that fact. It is very much uh, action shooter experience before it is what Resident Evil 7 did, in my opinion, which was the horror edge of your seat, you are barely getting by. Uh, limited ammo, all that stuff. Yeah, that was one of my big questions for you on gameplay because while I was watching, like, there are some sections where I almost thought I was like, oh, this this almost looks like a game I might enjoy more because, like, I remember this one point where you're fighting a bunch of enemies. There were literally explosive barrels. Like, it looked kind of like if you tried to reskin a Doom stage with, like, the platforms and the way stuff were laid out. Um... But to me, the thing that, like, killed it was when I did see you actually fighting them, um, yeah, they looked bullet spongy as hell. Like, they still had the the weight of, like, killing an RE7 monster of, like, it takes a lot, but there were a lot more of them where I was like, man, that looks tiresome a little bit. There's um, a lot. I mean, they give you the, the ammo to deal with them, but when you get to a boss fight, it's like all this ammo that I've been collecting up to this point... I already know going into this fight, it's going all into the boss, and I'm about to lose it all pretty much, mm-hmm. um, which was a little frustrating. It wasn't too bad because some of the fights were still fun. Like I was still enjoying myself, and I liked it, but I'm like, it, by the end of it, I, I, I couldn't shake this feeling of, mm, it's not quite doing... Uh, 
enough to be as good as RE7 in some elements, particularly with horror, because I don't think this game is nearly as scary, except for one part, which I'll mention soon. And I don't think it's quite as uh, great of an action game as RE4 and RE2 Remake were. So it's combining both, but not quite reaching the levels of either of those games, I think. I still liked it, but there was very few moments here where I was in love with it. Um, I don't know if I'm explaining that right, but it was an odd feeling. The the sum of the parts is greater than the whole, right? Right. Um, It's sort of how I felt about Doom Eternal, where I still really like that game. It's a good game, but there's a couple elements here and there that I think eh, maybe they added too much or maybe it doesn't feel as good as the previous game. Uh, so I sort of got that feeling as well. And one of the biggest gripes I had about this game is the pacing. Um, you got through certain areas way too quickly. It's a 9 to 10 hour game, which is about what most other Resident Evils are. But they try to pack so much into this 10 hour experience. Yeah. You don't really get to enjoy what they're giving you in each of these areas. Because like I said... there's four main villains, four main houses, and you go to each of their quadrants on the map. So you got Lady D's Castle, you got uh, Fish Boy's Reservoir, I'm forgetting his name, uh, Madame Beneviento's little house cottage forest, and then the fourth one's Heisenberg's Factory, which is very Mm -hmm. good. But you're only in each of these areas for, I don't know, hour, hour and a half. You don't really get to relish in it versus the Baker house in the last game. You're there for a good amount of time before you move on to some other areas. Uh, So I just felt like they rushed it and I wanted more of it, which I guess is a compliment, but pacing felt off. It got better after the castle, which is shocking. So beginning opening in the village uh, into castle, everything after that, I'm like, okay, it's gotten better. There's a flow to this game. Now there's a lot more exploration opening up. Uh, but those first few hours, I'm like, something's off about this, and I can't quite place it, but I think it's the pacing. Okay. Yeah, that, I mean, it, it definitely makes sense because uh, they're short games. Like, they surprise me. I don't know why I always anticipated that they would be longer, and so, yeah, trying to cram four villains, you're really suffering from, like, Spider-Man 3 syndrome. There. I know. And it, it, I don't have a problem with the length of 10 hours because other games in the series have proven you can yeah, have yeah. a very fulfilling experience in that amount of time. RE7 is one of them. RE2 of Remake. Uh, it's just the fact that they're trying to get through so too much, much in such a short amount of time. It, you feel the the shortness of the game. Yeah. So you really got to pace yourself. Don't blaze through it because you could get it done in one sitting probably. I do really like the merchant is back in this game. It's not the same merchant from RE4, but you have a a merchant element here Mm -hmm. because he's really goofy. And I was very shocked how they implemented him into the story. I thought he would just be a nothing side character that you buy stuff from, but he he has a purpose. So uh, that that video game aspect there was very nice. And it was also very surprising to see how he integrated into the overall narrative. So. Real quick, one one big compliment I have about this game in terms of the gameplay is found in the Beneviento house, which mm-hmm. you go to after the castle. This is where the game is most like RE7, which is a good thing because uh, the game peaks here. It is probably one of the scariest experiences I've played through in any video game. Not just Resident Evil, but any video game this one 30 to 45 minute section right here when you enter this house they take away your weapons from you 
and it's just you in the hallways, baby. Like it, you're trying to see what's around each corner, solving puzzles, working your way through it, and you are tense the whole time, just waiting for something to happen, waiting to see like, do I get my gun back? The funny thing is, when I entered that house, I'm like, I'm already super spooked here. I'm just very. Very glad I have my gun. This is making me feel better, right? And then they take it away from you at one point. And I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> this just got real. I don't want to spoil what goes on in this house. But uh, if you want to see me pee myself a little bit, go watch our streams. I think it's yeah. the second or third uh, video. But really, I almost put the game down at one point in this house because I'm like, I'm too scared. I might just have to play this in the morning. But there were people on stream with me and I was like, okay, maybe I could get through it. There's a psychology thing where people are with me kind of. So I, I can work my way through this. But yeah. that's where the game was at its best for me because the rest of the game – not that scary at all. It was really just that one house, which is unfortunate because of uh, the great job that RE7 did with its horror elements and how it sort of evolved the series. And also the fact that this game isn't in VR, where the last game was, that's also a shame because of what the previous game did for VR. It was such a, a revolutionary experience at the time that it kind of sucks that this game doesn't have that option. But Have they uh-huh. stated that they have like no intentions of ever bringing it to vr they haven't explicitly stated one way or the other but i didn't think they were going to maybe they will i mean it sold three million copies maybe they're taking the time to work on it right now who knows but i didn't see any word one way or the other seven didn't launch with uh with vr at launch right i thought it did i'll have to look that up later but i i thought it did that was like one of its biggest selling points i'm pretty sure oh maybe yeah um yeah, were there were there any uh, while we're on gameplay like any new elements that you really really liked or disliked or was it really just a lot of like iteration on stuff that we'd already seen? Um, I don't think there was anything new, which is also a shame. They improve on a lot of things. They make quality of life changes which are super cool and they make the game more fun to play from mm-hmm. RE7. But I think that's sort of a detriment in some ways because there was a lot of not jank in the last game but elements that made the experience scarier sure um block is broken in this game like if you just use the block button you're gonna tank so much damage i think normal mode is way too easy like uh i i only died once i think (laughs) in the game uh on normal mode i usually die a lot more Uh, i wish i kind of wish i played it on a hard hardcore but I've also heard the hardcore experience is a little broken at the beginning because the village section where you're getting swarmed by enemies, it's like impossible to get through that. But as soon as you're over that little hump, hardcore almost serves as like a normal mode where everything's a little bit easier and you can get through it. But they they have some balancing issues with the difficulty. I keep bragging on this game. I just want to say I really liked it a lot. It does a lot of cool things. I like the blend of all different Resident Evil games, RE7, RE4, RE2 Remake, and it does a lot of those things pretty, pretty good, just nothing exceptional, I don't think. Yeah, which understandably is a, is a bit disappointing if it feels like it's not as good as the previous. Exactly, and the variety is amazing. It's just each each little piece of the game is super short-lived, so yeah. that's a shame. Uh, gotcha. But yeah. Is now a good time to move on to the story? I think so. All right. What do you got for us? How did so, you know? I really enjoyed this story. 
Uh, it might be one of my favorites in the series, actually. This this actually shown uh, a brighter light for me than the gameplay. Uh, the lore, again, is very, very good, exceptional in, like, you're, you're piecing together the story through uh, files and locations that you're coming across. A lot of them are optional. You don't have to, to really uh, go out of your way to find some of this stuff, but... If you do, you get rewarded with, oh, this is happening, or what What does that mean, right? Um, and just like the last game, the end has a couple plot twists and turns here and there, and I'm like, ooh, this is good stuff. I'm not going to spoil a thing, but uh, it, it was shocking to me. Especially, there's one section that I didn't see coming where it's like, I'm playing Call of Duty all of a sudden, right? Um, and I, I was very happy about the the circumstances of that one scene. But, yeah, the, the story is very, very well done. Again, well, for pacing me, issues. As, Go ahead. Yeah, just as an outsider for, like, the story, uh, the opening was super strong in terms of, like, correcting some of the issues that uh, we had discussed with, like, Seven in terms of giving you a reason to kind of want to get yeah. through it. Very clear um, objective, right. It seemed the the only thing was that it like introduces a hook that is like at least feels from from the pieces that I saw kind of unrelated to the main plot, but the one object right so like the explanation is unrelated to the main plot, but the objective is still tied. So to me at least that uh, seemed like it was a big iteration on like uh, trying to give people more reason to care about like getting through it for something other than just survival right absolutely super clear objective throughout the whole game that's always present there 100 percent of the time i love that all the villains have a very clear want (laughs) uh, and how they interact with both your main character and how they interact with the village as a whole and mother miranda who's like sort of the overseer of everything um and that's super interesting to learn more about their backstories and that aren't explicitly told to you like a lot of the stuff you got to piece together and i love that um and a lot of explanations for what goes on not just in this game but in the previous game i thought were very very well done and i'm super interested to see what they do with the next game i i left that like i need the next game right now um and i've never felt this way about a resident evil game before but now i'm more in it for the story for the next game rather than what i'm going to be doing that's usually not how it goes but no i think that is good my eyes Uh, i'm curious did they um does this game basically end on like a for sure there's a next one coming yeah okay now the question is what's gonna come first resident evil 9 or resident evil 4 remake because you know capcom that 4 remake will probably fill out the the roster before you know that cash cow is a is on its way oh my god that would be amazing but um were you satisfied with the way the story wrapped up or did because a lot of times like when games or movies or whatever set up a sequel it's it feels like they kind of um you know shorthand you a little bit in the story in the interest of getting you to come back for the next one did you feel it was everything was resolved in a satisfying way and you're just you're just interested in the next one or did it feel like uh there was a couple questions i wanted answered and it just seemed like they were setting up to answer them in the next game so that was kind of disappointing but for the most part it was a very very satisfying end uh to the story that's told in this game um it left me with like 
heartache and grief, but <laughs> it was it was very satisfying. I yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. All right. Well, yeah, I don't know. A- any other thoughts on story? Because I feel like you touched on characters. You uh, you touched on like the big plot. And I'm, I'm really happy to hear that it's really strengthened to become part of the game as opposed to just something that's there. Uh, so that sounds like a, like a marked improvement. Absolutely. The only critique is, again, pacing. That's both yep. story and gameplay. You don't get enough time with some of the big villains. Lady D has been hyped up for God knows how long, and you only spend like an hour and a half with her at most. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then at the end, her boss fight kind of sucks a little bit, so uh, that's not great. But otherwise, I, I was pretty, pretty happy with it. Um, I'm trying to think. There was one more thing I had to say. Hmm. Maybe not. Oh, for gameplay, they there's a there's a hunting mechanic now, which was Ooh. kind of new and cool. So you gotta go out into the world and find very specific animals, collect their meat and skins and stuff, and you give it to the duke, and he cooks you up a meal that gives you permanent stab bonuses. So you get increased health, or your blocking reduces damage, or you get increased speed, which is the one I did not get because there was one stupid fish I couldn't find. Yikes! But that's okay. I thought that was very cool. I, I like that. Uh, yeah, gave me a reason to explore more. Exploration was very, very well done in this game, especially in the main village section. Uh, it's that Resident Evil formula of, oh, I got a new key now. Where does this go? <gasps> oh, my goodness. I could go here. I could go here. I can unlock this. I could get all this ammo now. All that was uh, super, super fun and super cool. And the puzzles as well in this game uh, were very – they were simple, but I thought they were clever and fun. Um, oh my goodness. There was this one where you find a little note sitting on a table in the village. And it says, go look out the window. And you're like, okay, well, what's going to happen? And you see three numbers. It was 9, 7, 13. So I'm like, okay, this is going to be the code for something. And you're trying to like align the numbers and make sure you have it right. And a wolf jumps up, pops up and scares you. And you're like, Fuck you, game. You had me invested in this puzzle, and then a jump scare happened. So I thought that was a clever way of doing it, both a clever puzzle and a clever scare. Um, And there's moments like that uh, throughout the game. Again, the experience as a whole isn't as scary as the last game, but it's got as moments. Uh, In the factory, you walk into a room full of, like, robotic enemies, and up until that point, a couple have been dropping down, trying to hunt you down and everything. So you walk into a room full of them, and you're tense immediately, like, oh, my God, all these fuckers are going to come chasing after me. You go through the whole room, pick up items, nothing happens, and as you're walking out, one drops, not all of them. So mm-hmm. it sort of uh, defies expectations there, making you think one way, getting you really anxious about something, and then, you know, turning it on its head. So that's cool. As a Resident Evil game, it still hits all, checks all the boxes that it needs to. It's still good. I just don't think it does anything quite exceptional you know except for maybe those couple plot elements at the end that i thought were like whoa that's cool you know gotcha gotcha awesome is there anything else you want to touch on or let me go through my notes real quick to make sure i got everything i think that might be it environmental storytelling is great yep 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 no um I think that's okay. everything. That that one scene I mentioned is worth the price of admission alone. <laughs> so, yeah. So, in the case of Resident Evil 8 Village, how do we vote? All right. Well, I'm a big Resident Evil fan. 
This is not going to be a shock, so I say buy it. But I do want to say, as a Resident Evil fan, I still have my gripes with this game. If I was to pit this up against RE7, as of right now, it's hard to pick one over the other because RE8, in a lot of ways, is more fun to play. But something about RE7 is just, it does a few things better. Better horror, uh, scares, I don't know. I would put them maybe on the same tier. It's certainly by no means the best Resident Evil game. I I would still give that to RE2 Remake and RE4. But uh, if you love Resident Evil 7 a lot, this still has a lot of things that you would uh, enjoy from that game. It's just a matter of preference. What, What do you want out of this? Do you want more of a horror experience? Do you want more of a... Uh, gameplay gun heavy experience survival horror mix of both that that's up to you but it's still a very very well made game and uh, I'm excited to see what the future holds Cap God did it again another banger of a game this is my second favorite game of the year number one Returnal number two RE8 so yeah sweet I, I, very surprising to me that it's uh, be- below Returnal so yeah. that's, R- Returnal's that's a hell of a game everyone holy shit it's good. Um, I don't get a vote here, but if I were to get a vote just from what I saw, I mean, we've determined the series is not really for me. But it looks like this game, to someone like me, would be far more enjoyable than uh, 7. I, I think they made some really cool changes. So, um, you know, you win some, you lose some. But I I would be very surprised if uh, 8 didn't maybe like introduce a, a slightly broader appeal of the games to a lot of people. So very cool. Like I said, uh, I wouldn't give up on the series. Play RE4, play RE2 Remake, because those are definitely leaning towards action as opposed to, to the horror stuff. And it's more zombies than actual outright scares. So yeah, it was fun. So in the case of Resident Evil 8, Village, to nobody's surprise, you should buy it, though. Yay! We did it. Look at you. I played the game. I'm so proud of you, Palazzo. Yeah. Hooray. It's here and it's gone. You know who else I'm proud of? Everybody at home who's listening to this. Um, If you're listening and you want to support us, listen... Amanda's been working so hard. <laughs> Amanda's now working seven jobs every day. Um, she she couldn't be here because herself. she's working. Exactly. Um, and she does it all for you guys because she wants us to continue to deliver these reviews. But the games are expensive and uh, we got to live somehow. This is this is why I didn't play it. Not because I didn't want to, but Amanda just didn't make enough for us to buy two copies. So... Yeah. Please, if you want to help Amanda support us here at Should I Buy It, though, <laughs> consider <laughs> becoming a patron at patreon.com slash should I buy it, though. You get access to tons of fun stuff like our Discord, 24-hour impressions. Nick did a really wonderful one for uh, this game and lots of other fun stuff like that. So, yeah, consider checking that out. Also, if you're interested, consider supporting us on our other show, Dungeons & Drimbus. We are about – well, we just finished premiering uh, the finale for our second season, The Hunt for the Florida Man. So now's a good time to go binge all of that if you haven't listened to it yet. It is a really, really fun adventure. And uh, our third season is coming very, very, very soon. Uh, We publish every week, every Friday. So consider checking that out. Uh, Thank you to our patrons, Jerry Bentonis. And yeah, we will see you all, talk at you real soon. Goodbye. If you got through this review without thinking about the tall lady once, congratulations. 
you get a cookie from me. That's hard only because you talked about the tall lady. I did. They they had to shut it out of their minds. They had to go zen when I was talking about That's that. That's impressive. Yep. Good job, all of you out there. All zero of you. Because I know, I know you were thinking about everyone that's listening. You thought about her once. Goodbye.